Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Friday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Thursday. Uh, is our health system completely screwed? Is Bathurst completely screwed? Uh, and we'll have some coffee talk at the end of the uh, podcast. But at the beginning of the podcast, um, it doesn't get more compelling and more interesting and more riveting than people talking about tax. I don't know about you, but I could listen to this stuff all day. There is absolutely no doubt we need to invest in infrastructure. Our hospitals, our hospital workers, our roads. We can't all cycle everywhere. You know, and you can see the benefits of roads when you look at Auckland to Hamilton. So I have absolutely no problem paying taxes, provided I know how my money is spent. And what I've seen is a hell of a lot of wastage. If the government is going to throw my money around willy-nilly with no KPIs, no evidence that they have shown thus far that much of the spending on social services has improved the lot of anybody receiving it, other than perhaps motel owners, then I'd rather have that money back, thank you very much. I have no problem paying taxes at all. But you show me how my money's working, you show me that the results are better in New Zealand, you show me that low-income earners and people who need it most are getting it and leading meaningful lives as a result, I'll pay my taxes happily. You squander it, I'll have it back. So, um, so Kerry wants her money back, is that... I understand what she wants there. Um, but she wasn't the only one with tax on her mind yesterday. Uh, Heather also... Uh, kicked off her show with a with a taxatorial. Four thousand. Think about that. Four thousand six hundred dollars more than you were two years ago. That is a shed load of money. I'd like at least some of that back, wouldn't you? Now I know a lot of people are going to say, "Hey, hey, well, hold on a tick. Government can't afford to give us that money back because otherwise they're going to have to cut essential services. No, they no, they won't have to. They can simply cut back on some of Labor's wasteful spending. And if you don't believe it, here are a bunch of examples. Number one, stop the unnecessary RNZ TVNZ merger. That'll save $370 million. Stop the unpopular three waters reforms. That would save $3 billion up front. Stop spending money on consultants for projects that never happen, like $51 million for the bike bridge to Birkenhead. $39 $39 million for Let's Get Wellington Moving, $60 million for designing Grant Robertson's unemployment tax, $22 million for Michael Wood's fair pay agreements. Stop wasting money on helping organisations who can actually pay for things themselves, like the $100 million given for the upgrade and the maintenance of Mirai that wealthy iwi can actually pay for themselves, or the $650 million that was given in climate change subsidies to corporates who can actually afford to do that all themselves. There you go. That's just off the top of your head, Right. By cutting all that, we just saved $4.3 billion in unnecessary spending. And that will more than cover the $1.7 billion needed for tax cuts in the form of tax bracket adjustments. And by the way, that's not even that's not even looking at stupid projects like light rail, $30 billion, and the profligate waste of money in hiring 14,000 more public servants over five years and paying a quarter of them $100,000. I'll tell you what, the list of things that you could cut that give us nothing and just waste our money is endless. We can afford tax cuts. We should have them. And clearly even Grant Robertson can see that, which is why he's not ruling them out, right? So hang on, let's just figure this out. So the, we had, the financial news came out. The government's books were open. 
and it wasn't as bad as what people were predicting and it was because we'd all paid heaps more tax than before so so it was good that we weren't as in much financial trouble as we thought but it was bad that the reason for that was because we paid too much tax it's good that we found another handbag to hit the government with uh, it must be hard being the government mind you they have they certainly don't seem to be fixing the health system that quickly do they Well, wasn't it sad yesterday to hear the news about Sir Dave Dobbin and his recent diagnosis of Parkinson's disease? I admire his honesty and the way he let people know through a Facebook post saying he'd been feeling shaky for a while and was diagnosed with the disease back in July. He now has a tremor in his right hand and it's giving his guitar playing a new kind of twang. Sir Dave also says that the diagnosis has given him a wider appreciation of life and he will still be performing. Well, generally speaking, we're all living longer with conditions that once upon a time ended lives. Now with modern medical intervention, we're able to keep living well and truly beyond the expectations of years ago. It would almost be without exception that everybody seems to know somebody afflicted by a life-changing diagnosis, Parkinson's, dementia, or some other form of neurological disease. Although we seem to have made such advances in many other disease states, the demise of the neurological aspects of life largely remain a complete mystery and one that many scientists are working hard to better understand. Wouldn't it be fantastic to see all aspects of dementia and Parkinson's relegated to historical medical journals? Wouldn't it be amazing to know that upon diagnosis, the prognosis was bright and promising or even preventable? The reality for so many people with these conditions is that life slowly but steadily declines into full-time care. The prospect of us having the kind of care that we'd love to get is largely dependent on the savings we've made throughout life. Like you, no doubt, I don't want to be a burden upon my family, but I sure as hell expect the state-provided healthcare system to do better than what it currently does. I think you've just got to pick the right things. Um... Because I, I had to have a, a, well, I didn't have to have one, but it was decided that I needed a colonoscopy recently. Is this too much detail? It's probably too much detail. Anyway, um, and I didn't have to wait very long for that at all. You know, and that was just through the public health system. So what I'm saying is, is just make sure, find out the things that are working in the health system and get sick with those things. Don't um, get sick with the things like I think you know things like hip and knee replacements and stuff like that. That's a nightmare. Don't, so don't require one of those. You just got to pick and choose. Something. Right. So anyway, general dissatisfaction with the health system, and yeah, I think we're all pretty much agreed on that. Uh, what's Marcus's problem with Bathurst, though? Bathurst. Still can't believe how good that guy was. He said, well, they're not the cars we want anymore, and they're not, are we? No one buys a saloon or a station wagon. We all buy SUVs. So why do they never race those? See it win Sunday, buy it Monday. So, of course, that's why why motor racing's broken. They're not the cars we drive. It should all be utes and SUVs. That's my take.
Brilliant. The other thing too, I still can't help thinking about what I learned once on this show. And a guy was listening to a podcast, a caller, a Malcolm Gladwell podcast, and it was about self-driving cars. And the guy made the very good point about self-driving cars that because they're all designed to stop when they see a human on the road, that all was going to happen was that people just walk out in front of them, they'd be forced to stop. So the roads would be taken over by pedestrians. Isn't that interesting? I can't believe no one thought of that. So there you go, there's that. You know, don't quite, I, I thought he was going to make a connection back to the they should have an SUV section on Bathurst and they should also have a self-driving car section. That'd be quite good too, I think. Just let the cars drive themselves around Mount Panorama. I've been around it in a bus. I may have mentioned this before. That was quite exciting. It's a very long way, Mount Panorama. Especially in a bus. I've done it in a bus. I've never done it in a supercar. Um, I'm not sure if the supercars are a bit faster. Probably are. Uh, we're going to finish up with uh, coffee. Do I sound like I need a coffee? I've already had my coffee. So that's a problem. Oh, no. I think it's happened. What? I'm ashamed of myself. What have you done? I think it's fine. <laughs> I think. You just came out of the loo. What have you done? No, no. <laughs> oh, okay. No. Right, okay. No, I, I think I've turned into a coffee snob. How do you mean? And I've always loathed coffee snobs. Well, because we're in this new building, folks. Been here for a week, and we had a wee Nespresso coffee machine at the old place. Oh yeah. And I took, I told him I'd bring our wee capsules into work and use them. <laughs> it's a little gang they have. Yeah, it's a, yeah. We're, yeah, we're Nespresso gang, man. Um, there's the Comancheros, the Tribesmen, and the Nespressos. And um, and so I, you know, and I really like that Nespresso coffee. And now somebody hasn't. I say somebody. I don't know whose job it is to bring the coffee machine over, but that hasn't come over. Everybody's, How about yours well, or, or Tyler's? Maybe my key won't let me get back into the old building. Oh my so goodness! We, so nobody's we've put memos out to everybody, <laughs> and it hasn't arrived. I Have, think look it up on uh, Trade Me or Facebook Marketplace. So you know what I'm drinking here in this huge ass coffee cup, which I hate as well. It's a Greg's. Oh, <laughs> instant coffee! It's he's as instant as it gets. Oh my giddy aunt! And ah. <sighs> Yeah, no, that tastes... Macona. I wish it was Macona. That's, well, I shouldn't say that. But anyways, I've turned into a coffee snob because that tastes like arsenic. <laughs> Are you allowed to say arsenic? <laughs> I, I just, just to be polite, I added the nick. I don't think there's anything particularly snobbish about Nespresso. I've, never, I've always thought there's a real Empress New Clothes situation with Nespresso. Um... I don't think I've ever had a decent Nespresso, ever. I think people want it to be good. They believe that George Clooney knows what he's talking about. But I don't. I find it's very difficult to tell the difference between Nespresso and instant coffee. I've never got it. I've never understood it. Get a proper coffee machine, for goodness sake. Mind you, I drink instant when I come to work, just because I need the caffeine, and that's all they have in the kitchenette next door to the studio. First world problems, eh? I'm Glenn ZB, stay caffeinated, and we'll be back with a weekend edition of New Tools ZB on Monday. See you then.